Hello, hello everyone. And oh my God, where's my guest? I'm gonna show them, but I thought to have start with something funny. I am live. Do you see that? Yes, welcome to another impactful episode of Stories That Impact from sunny Melbourne Day today in Australia. My today's episode is a very special episode in a way is it just fits right in the current situation where the world is imagine for a moment and this is happening with everyone is that there are senior citizens there are elderly people their parents grandparents and people who need some care in your house you know with the nature of our humans we definitely would love to take care of them all the time and we try our best it's just that we do not have the right education and right understanding of how to give the care properly my guest today is a doctor dr swati is a fun loving victorious gold medalist phd in biology a researcher by nature and an education guru She's a traveler and love to explore the world. Let me put it this way. She is a party girl in a way. Soon she realized that while she is growing up, her parents are getting older as well. And with that, their emotional and medical needs increased. An unfortunate event took her father away and the entire world came crashing down to her. Her mother is on a 24 by seven oxygen therapy. She cannot live without oxygen in her nose and needs help with her day-to-day -day activities. Swati had no choice but to reinvent herself from a carefree bird to a dedicated caregiver and take care of a mother now. In this crucial times where COVID is impacting so many of us and we are worried all the time, caregiving and understanding caregiving, how to take care of these elderly people or the caretakers is very, very essential. With that, I would like to welcome my guest, Dr. Swati. Hello, Dr. Swati. How are you? Uh, you're on mute. Whoops. <laughs> How are Thank you, you doing? Me. I'm good. Great. So first of all, thank you very much for taking time out to come to my show. And, uh, you know, sharing this very, very critical thing. So, you know, before I I dive into the caregiving aspect of it. I would just like to touch base a bit of your carefree life that you had earlier and you know how it just changed, you know how it changed because that's exactly for many. It's like the pre-COVID and post-COVID situation in many cases. So I would just like to hear that part from you. Hmm. My parents did not raise a princess, actually. They raised an empress. And that's who I am. Uh, independent, 
decision maker and that kind of personality is often tagged as a carefree person it's not carefree it's uh, it's a well educated well uh, thought through person who can take his own decisions so that that kind of person i was when i decided i want to study i did and i got all the gold medals and all the degrees i wanted when i thought i have to party i partied and i assure you i got gold medal in that it also <laughs> so yeah i like i don't like to have regrets of anything in my life and that is a very bad feeling to have so yeah all in all no regrets in life i did everything i could think of i have traveled solo i've traveled solo for 30 days 40 days through unknown countries backpacker life i have been to the mountains i have done river rafting uh, deep deep diving everything i have done that but yeah that that was like i used to go out and then i used to call my father okay i won't be coming home tonight because i have left for so and so place and i will be back in two days so will you be able to manage everything so because he was taking care of my mama and house and everything so he was like yeah yeah who is with you i used to tell okay these are my friends they always knew who is with me and then they were like okay take care and then they kept on like waiting for my phone calls that she will and i used to like call them and text them that about my whereabouts but that was like uh inborn thing in me i knew i have to tell them not because i'm a girl and i have to be answerable but because i knew i they won't eat anything they won't sleep with peace if i don't do that so that's how i was <laughs> wow wow so it's it's very interesting i like your point when you said that you know caregiver doesn't mean that you know you're not uh, you're just like on the roads or something it's it's how your parents raised and more importantly how they have enough trust on you you know to give you the freedom to go out and like you said you know it's it's the empress treatment and not just uh, you know just a child away so how how things changed for you and when when did that happen uh, things are like i always am a dreamer when everybody was preparing for being a doctor in 11th or 12th standard i was i opted a subject to become a scientist and then i always knew i wanted to be a scientist i am a researcher and i am a artist so i knew about i am not a doctor 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 wala i am a doctorate that's why doctor swati vyas and i proudly say that so things changed like my dreams were always big big enough to have people laugh on me call me crazy and uh, i always loved this quote when like you say why and i say why not so that's how i was but dreams were getting bigger and the effort was like getting bigger because my involvement was needed to make those dreams real i was doing that but then i did not realize till a certain point that as i'm growing older my parents are also going and there is this uh thing that i have inherited from my grandparents and my parents that we are good in reading between the lines so 
I started picking up those signs early, and then when I was given a choice, I came back home from hostels, and I chose to do my PhD in Jaipur so that I can be with my parents. Although they were fine at that time, but but I thought they need me and I need them. So I came back home, but then my mom's knee started hurting in the initial. जिसको हम बहुत ही आम बात मानते हैं कि अच्छा बुढ़ापा है तो घुटने तो दुखेंगे ही so it started from there and she she was suffering a lot because of the knee pain she was getting medications and thing but wo kya hai ki jab tak wo dard had se nahi guzar jata hai tab tak hum us pe dhyan nahi dete so it had to be that intense that you start giving attention to it the pain and then it happened so my mom had a lot of uh, medical problems she once got like back ache she was stuck on bed for 3 months uh, she could not move uh, she had such a in severe back ache and then knee was hurting but then it was all something which we have already seen in out, around us like this happens this is normal but then we were shook when she was hooked to an oxygen pipe she could not breathe she could not walk inside the house itself and that was becoming scary and then one day uh, uh i am thankful to that person he was a hospital staff i took my mother to emergency room at 2 am morning and my father was bedridden he he was recovering from an accident unka hip his hip bone was fractured crushed so he was on bed rest i was alone and my mom had that episode of breathlessness and i had to leave my father in that condition and i have to rush to the emergency and there was this person who i knew because i visited hospital so much so he told me that uh, didi uh, like sister you should get an oxygen cylinder at your home it's high time you buy one because it will be lethal for your mother you will never know you will not make to the hospital someday and i was terrified and i called up my brother he was in another city and i told him that this is the situation and i i now need you so he flew in the morning he came to jaipur and then we first thing we did was we bought an oxygen cylinder and we we bought my home back with that pipe and then it was like initially for some time she needed it but then it was progressive that's what we were told and it became a 24 hour thing so that was like then my mind was shattered completely i did not know what to do now because a lady is like she is the source of energy she runs the whole show for your house you you might not realize it you might not give her that credit you might take her for granted but that is the hardcore reality because she is feeding you you are able to go to office and earn lakhs and thousands and whatever money and dollar you are earning because she is taking care of everything she is taking care of your emotional needs and your house and your children and everything so then this this was something that turned everything around i and because it was a gradual process amit it was not one day so my mind started shifting i wanted to go to germany or to some european country and i wanted to be scientist there i wanted to settle down there but then i started thinking if this is the end of life if this is how we 
age will it be worth doing what i am doing will it cause like will i be any different from any other person on this planet everybody is doing that study get a job get married have kids take care of parents call them once in a while how my life will be of any significance then and why does it matter if i'm in india or in germany so then the shift started happening in my mind and that's how everything like shifted the turn came wow well so this is quite you know disheartening i would say i mean what what i mean to say is that you know when you specifically when you know the value of oxygen is very 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 critical and we see that now right now in the current situation specifically in india it is so so very important that and it's so bad that you know we oxygen is like air breathing air right and if you are deprived of that uh you know it's like one of the things that is like there in the nature and now you you have to survive on something else so tell me and i know it might be uh challenging for you but i just want to ask this is that what happened with your father's death i mean how how did he passed away and you know what was the situation back then because i know you'd be pretty young and you know you have your own life in a way that you know you are studying or you you're done with your grad you know degrees but then you might be either looking for a job but you have to take care of people at home so what happened with his death and how did you and uh, you know your mother coped up with that and when when did that happen uh, which year so Mm, to answer that i will have to start with few months back from him passing away so what was happening was our mind plays funny tricks with us so when you feel helpless that is not a very good feeling to have and when my mother was getting sicker and my father was not also in a very good shape although he was like uh, trying to do as much as he could but he was about 70 when he passed away so he was facing his own health and mental challenges like emotional challenges and it was such a negative feeling in the house that i did not want it to be in the house and i think this is the first time i'm admitting this to someone although i wanted to take care of them but it was so uh burdening and so frustrating no matter what i did my parents were getting sicker and sicker and older and i could not do anything about it and then to escape that i used to party a lot and i used to escape from this house like i used to go somewhere i used to go with my friends or i used to go alone on drives i just did not want it to be i just made sure that i kept my phone on i was around my house so whenever any emergency arises i come back so even i chose a job as an professor nearby my house so that i can come from college whenever needed uh, that was happening and 
thankfully a day before i returned from a two day trip somewhere and it was 2nd of december 2018 it was a sunday and because i was extremely spoiled child of my parents i told my father to please cook me some good breakfast that morning and he did not get up from his bed and that was really bothering me that why is he not getting up because that was not his usual behavior for me he was always there and to feed me he was always there so i thought what is happening to him and then he got up and he was very slow that day he was not even making the eye contact and i kept on asking him what is happening to you he did he said that he might be having some issues with his digestion and which was an usual thing with him so still i could sense that something is not good like something is not usual and i was i was around him hovering around him that day thankfully i was home and in my senses so and somebody visited us that day a near person to us he visited us my father was talking a bit sometime on and that was the first day i met i made tea like my father was present and i am in the kitchen so that was the first day so even the guest was bothered that something is wrong with my father but he was reluctant to go to the hospital and he kept on saying that i will not go and see a doctor i'm okay and then it was like 12 o'clock afternoon and then by the time the guests left 2 o'clock and 2 2:05 or 2:10 or my father had a stroke and i did not even understand that it's a stroke because i have never seen that like i have read about it a lot i have been through that education i have heard people having a stroke but then when it happened to my father i could not make it out and i started shouting i said daddy what is happening to you tell me speak up and he was not able to speak his his face was like it was something like this so it the jaw was tilted and he could not speak and he fell uh, beside on the bed so i was not able to understand but my mom she heard it she was in the other room she dragged her oxygen machine somehow she got that courage and she came to this room this is the very room i am sitting in right now so and this is the place my father was sitting actually this was the place where the bed was placed and he was sitting there with this wall so this <laughs> what a coincidence so yeah this never came to my mind actually i every day sit here and i work but okay so he was sitting here and like my mommy came in and she said take him to the hospital and i said no no he will be fine and mommy said no don't waste another second i know what is happening take him to the hospital and then uh, we have a house help she came at the right moment both of us actually dragged and picked up my father i picked up in like this i picked up my father and i somehow managed to take him to the hospital i don't know what happened in those 15 minutes some superpower came into me i drove like a superman and then something happened and i reached emergency between the drive he had another stroke 
in the hospital in front of me he had another stroke and then after that he had two more strokes and the only word he could say was gudda that's my name so he was shouting that in the emergency room and doctors were not able to take hold of him so he kept on shouting and then i barged in i said you do whatever you want to do he will not cooperate if he does not see me so you will have to let me in so they took me into the emergency room and then i pacified my father he he only trusted me in that situation because everybody else was a stranger there so maybe the mind was like he was looking for some certainty or somebody familiar so then i asked him and somehow he struggled for 15 hours and he ran away from doctors and machines and hospitals all his life and there was not a single machine or injection or medicine in that hospital that was not applied to him that day he was put on dialysis ventilator central cuts so the last memory i have of my father is not a very pleasant memory to have as a child still in that situation when i met him for the last time he smiled at me and sorry and i told him i told him that i love him i think uh, we miss that a lot and usually we tell our mothers a lot that we love them and we hug them and we kiss them but usually we don't do that with our fathers somehow i don't know about others but that's not the scene in my family so even to show love we used to just side side hug sometimes when it was a very like happy moment or something or my father just used to smile he used to give a big smile and that was the love that he showed and even i did the same but that day i hold his hand it was soft warm and he hold it back i could see the pressure in my hand and then i said i love you and thank you and he smiled and he said i love you with his eyes because he could not speak because of that pipe in his mouth so and his hands were tied it was his hands were tied to the bed side because he was taking out those it is not a pleasant feeling to have those things it's painful so he was snatching it out so doctors tied him and i i shouted at the doctors like how can you treat him like that you are you have tied his hands so tightly like i could see the marks so they they told me that he is not cooperating and he is snatching things away and it will be difficult for him so that is why we are doing it i said okay but still tie something that is soft and you know that was my reaction and then i told him that bhaiya is coming and ma is on the way and he said no he was like he knew my mother in such a fragile state bringing my mummy hospital was a big deal and got to the friends that came to my rescue that day and they did not leave by my side for all those 15 hours 
I've seen how hospitals are washed. So I know the complete procedure now, what happens in hospitals at night, what time, what person comes. And we were roaming here and there, but I was not agreeing to leave him. And I don't know what happened. I thought my father needs an enema. He is not having a good digestion. I never knew I will not bring him back. Like that was never the plan. And like in the car, when I was taking him to the hospital, I told him that you never listen to me. You never take care of your health. And once we come back this time, you will have to stick to my plans. I will not let you do what you want. And he was like, I to so those are the last few words. Relax, relax, Swati. Take, take, take a moment. Relax. I, I still am processing it. And every time I tell this to somebody, like even if I remember those scenes in my mind, I don't. Sometimes I feel this is a bad dream. I will wake up and it's a bad dream. So God, please end it now. But then it does not end. Yeah. True. So. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, first of all, and I'm extremely sorry that I, I just got all those emotions back in you. But I'm also glad that you shared it because, you know, really sharing it with somebody does lighten up a bit. Uh, you know, it definitely brings back all the emotions, but it also brings back a lot of memories and, you know, a lot of love and those last words. And you also, now you said like how you remember is exactly the same place where he was the last time, you know, the same wall, the same room, the same place. And it's, it's just, just, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know what word it is, but yeah, grab grab some water if you want to. A lot yeah. of people say, and I know what you mean. I've heard a lot in three years, whenever I like, whenever somebody talks to me about it. And people say it will fade away, things will pass with time. But let me tell you one thing: it never passes away. And in fact, with time, the pain increases. Because now when I grow in my life, when I get that recognition, when somebody appreciates me, when I'm being awarded, when I come to the great shows like this, I want to tell that to my dad. And I want to see that smile, big smile again. And now I'm helpless. I can't do that. So this pain will increase. And I'm prepared for it mentally. I will grow in my life. And the more successful I become, this pain will become more intense. But I embrace it with my whole heart. I have a big space for that in my heart now. Because I know this will never go away. A lot of people say to me, everything will be fine. Just get married. I just want to abuse them back. How will it go away if I get a husband? Is that a replacement for my father? So... I, yeah. I completely agree with you on that fact that it doesn't go away. And yes, with every success or whatever happens in your life, you know, you would love to go back and 
tell him and then you realize that oh my god i don't have him yes. and uh, it gets into it now let me let me ask you the next part of mm-hmm. caregiving right so now i understand that you have a person at your place your mother who's on 24 by 7 oxygen yeah. and uh, you know and up to a point that you have to take care of her right it's day in day out correct yeah. and uh, with the covid situation it is a little not little it's far more must than i could imagine because now not only your mother is at that age where she needs lot of attention but she's also medically at that point that you know you have to like really shun off the whole society everything and everybody across because you just can't risk her life in fact not even your life in that case right because you can't be a host to the covid area so how what are you doing with the caregiver thoughts and where did it came out from stem out from how it started it started with the word death so when you keep that reality in your mind that death is real and that is something we always avoid talking about so when i witnessed death in front of me i realized it's inevitable like in a real sense i could i could touch the death i could sense it on my skin when my like i was holding my father's hand people call him a body but i say till he was not burnt i call him my father so i will not use the word body but when he was like the rituals were about to happen i was still sitting with my father holding his hand but the warmth was not there anymore it was a cold hand so that that made me realize amit you cannot escape talking about this topic there is no escape from it and the more fast you accept that it will be better for you to do what is needed in that hour so like when my father passed away after that i actually did not cry or do anything i was numb i was numb for a whole year i was numb i was not feeling anything i actually stopped feeling my extremities i could not feel my fingertips i lost the sensations in my hand so that's how like maybe my mind was helping me to survive that intense pain so why did this caregiver thing happen now i lost one parent i obviously do not want to lose another in any cost so when you think of not going out not being able to move out not to do certain things in your life which right now might feel very important like traveling partying going to the friends just going for a long drive that were very important to me but then when you compare it with the the cost you will have to pay you can easily weigh but the only thing that we miss is the end result so i started framing like because my brain thankfully i have been educated and trained in that way that my my i see the end point and then i frame back reverse engineering 
so i thought what if i don't step in now and what if i just be physically present just in this numb state will i be able to do the justice to what i want to do with my mother like is breathing enough or is that living just breathing is not living i wanted her to live to thrive not just to survive so that's that's how like i reinvented everything and then this thought came to me that okay now and i don't want to struggle with things i don't want to struggle within my head my career or my mother my personal life or my mother my particular me time or my mother i combined everything and then i thought okay now let's do the reengineering now let's get into because you know the funny thing about caregiving is it is never spoken about your parents will never ever train you to be a caregiver because they never want that to happen to you they that's what i say we never talk about death so i never had this conversation with my parents like what if they die what if they die tomorrow morning what will i do so nobody talks like that and nobody think wants to think like that and i i agree that it might sound like a sadist but i'm talking about the reality so it's the most unprepared and unwelcomed role which i say like undesired nobody wants to be that but in in our head we know that we all are caregivers we know that maybe not this extent like i am doing but maybe something or there somebody has a heart disease somebody has diabetes so the place i come from like my ancestral city jodhpur it's it's a normal thing every person has diabetes there we are the hub of diabetes every single person i i hear of has diabetes so it's a normal thing to have but i realized what what is the missing link in that we don't talk about death and when we are like in this stage like which in i am right now and which you are right now we take things for granted like anything so we think that self care is a luxury but it's a duty you are born as a human being and if you are reproducing and having children so please don't have children so that budhape ki lathi banenge us thought se mat bacche karo because unka bhi life hai aur agar usliye karna to budhape tak pahunch bhi kyu rahe hain why to why to like ask universe to have such a miserable old age that you will need a child to take care of yourself and i i hear that a lot people tell me you are not getting married you will you will regret in your old age and i said even if i suffer with some illness which i make sure i don't get a lifestyle disease i will take care of myself but still if i get it i will be happy that i don't have a child so that i'm not putting them through it true yeah so true so true that's that's i i completely agree with you this change in mindset needs to happen agree yes i'm sorry i might have gone off trop off topic No, 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 absolutely not. No, 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 no. Please, please continue, continue. So, yeah. So we just. I want to know. Sorry, go on. I wrote it down everything on the paper actually. 
I took a blank paper. I sat with my brother. Thankfully, I have an elder brother who is always been with me and who is seven years elder than me. So he always uh, like helped me to sail through things. So we actually had a plan. We wrote it on a paper. We decided what will we have to do. So I was like having initially I was struggling a lot. Like even I did not went to kitchen to fetch a glass of water, and now I was all the time into the kitchen. And I was struggling. I was like, oh my god, I have become a housewife without a husband. That was my feeling all the time. And then still, if I keep on doing it, my mother was getting worse and worse. So you like if you see her getting better, you still feel something good. Okay, you are doing some, but then it. you're burdened you're physically exhausted you are mentally exhausted and you don't know what when this will end and when you think when this will end the things come to your mind okay maybe it will end when i die or my mother die and both the feelings are not good so that we wrote everything on a paper we actually wrote down what work do i do in whole day so even from washing clothes to like hanging them on the balcony and then bringing them back and folding so we wrote four tasks and that's how we started so we started counting the tasks and then we assigned some time we had a plan so that's that's how i told you that this is how my mind works so thankfully i was able to utilize those skills which i learned for something else but then i put it to something else repurposing of these skills so that's wow. how i did it awesome now there's one more question i have i mean couple of them actually but i want to share a comment Uh-huh. and it comes from amita singh she says brave girl your inspiration to so many out there just do what you feel like need not worry about the people you are the chosen one by god your story reminds me of my dad even i lost him due to medical reasons and i was not able to hold his hand also stay strong okay. more power to you amita thank you thanks amita for sharing that and So my my next question is again a follow up one on so do you have any thing that you can share with the world this audience right now and people are going to listen to it like some sort of a uh, you know a checklist or some sort of a bullet points that hey you know what if you take care of these basic things of course i'm going to ask my audience to connect with you further and you know know you better and learn from you know how to actually do the caregiving because it's one of the most essential things that we have to <clears throat> take care especially now uh because it need not be any elder person it's just that you know everyone needs to know what caregiving basically means and how to do it because you or even your spouse or your child might need that and you know if you can take care of certain things you know that would be helpful so swati do you have anything like you can share with the audience right now you know which you can you know put across that these are few pointers from your end uh, yeah so like in simple words care giving means caring for somebody else apart from you that's it like taking care of their physical emotional financial and other needs and especially if that person is a family so you become an unsaid unpaid and unrecognized caregiver to them 
because that's how we work we live in a we are social animals we live in a setup and that's where like my biologist in me kicks in so that's how i see the world like it's an experiment and series of experiment and i take the learnings from it and then i express it so if you are in a situation like this the first thing is that comes to your mind is you feel trapped and first thing is to take out that like untrap yourself so that is the first thing anybody can do and there is uh, i actually have a seven step checklist i will be happy to share it with you and the audience so i have created i have put a lot of thought into it and i like wrote down all these steps going back to the story of mine and connecting the dots and how am i still doing it i don't say i do it perfectly there is always a scope of improvisation and i'm still doing it every day trying different experiments just seeing what works for me so but then there is a basic pattern and i have been talking to a lot of caregivers lately so i figured out this basic pattern there are seven steps to it uh, i will just share like i can start like one has to start with the feeling that they don't need to feel trapped into something because इस जिंदगी में जहां हम अपने आप को ही नहीं समझ पाते हैं और अपना ही ध्यान ढंग से नहीं रख पाते वहां किसी और का ध्यान रखना बर्डन ही लगता है चाहे हम ये शब्द बोलें या ना बोलें बिकॉज किसी भी चीज के लिए जब तक हम प्रिपेयर नहीं हैं वो बोझ ही लगेगा सो so, अगर अचानक से आपके फैमिली मेंबर को अनफॉर्चुनेटली कोविड पॉजिटिव डिटेक्ट हो गया ऑल दो दे माइट नॉट बी फेसिंग अवियर सिम्टम्स बट स्टिल दे विल बी आइसोलेटेड एंड यू विल है in a way that you might need to get them medication food clean clothes sanitization what not and this will or wo person aapke ghar mein rehta hai to kuch na kuch to contribute karta hi hoga so now their duties are now your duties because that person is into isolation now so then it adds on to your work as a household so first thing is to stop feeling trapped into the situation once you feel that okay i'm not trapped it's okay like calm down you will have and you have to say those words actually that i am not trapped i chose this why did not you like why don't i today ran away from this house i am educated i can earn my own money and i can live why don't i ran today because i love my mother i want to be with her and it's a choice that i have made so just understand that if you are taking care of your husband or your son or your daughter or your parents you are making a choice and when you feel that it's your choice not anybody else not anybody else's like kisi ne thopa nahi hai aap pe so once you once you see that it will give you a, a certain kind of empowerment which cannot be expressed in words that will be a feeling that you will have that you are in the control and you are not trapped and okay you you can be the ceo of your caregiver journey now so that's what i say be the ceo of your life and do the things and then second thing is to declutter so i'll just go with these two things first of all to start with declutter your mind and your house so when when you start maybe you are not like you are not used to do your household work and because now your your house is now 
isolated you cannot have house help you cannot hire maids so you will have to do everything by your own so first jo bhi cheez hai beech beech mein aa rahi hai and you think that that thing is not useful and they are actually becoming a hurdle in your work get rid of them declutter your house the less things you have in your house the more easy life you will have so the first thing unknowingly which i did was once i accepted that my father has gone now and it is me who's going to be with my mother 24/7 and i will no go not go out and not pursue any kind of career because i tried a lot of house help and nurses and everything and nothing worked because the most difficult thing in a caregiver's life is to take care of the emotional needs of your loved one and no amount of hired help can do it until unless they are uh, like they have that in instinct in them until unless they cannot do it for money they are doing it for money you are doing it for love so there is a difference so once i realized it the first thing i did was i donated everything from my father's room i have not kept a single thing i have donated even the bed that who i was talking about it's no more there that's that's why i'm sitting on a chair now a new chair so i actually donated it to people every single thing and i converted this room into a work studio and our meditation room my father was a quite religious person and i thought that can be the best thing to do instead of converting this room into a store room i can i decluttered everything i could and still i do it like two days back i post on social media i decluttered my kitchen completely decluttered it so that's like there like that there are like seven basic steps if you do it your life will become easy as a caregiver no matter what situation you are like it's not only for covid in whatever situation you are you can help process yourself better awesome awesome fantastic so i i think you're going to share that right with the so may i just request you to add that as a file in all the uh, platforms where we are live right now will that be okay yeah sure i can do that sure That's or you can even paste the link so that people can go and you know check it out perfect thank you very much all right so now we are almost at the tail end and i would like to ask one question that i ask all my audience is that do you believe that stories impact if yes how so i mean and why so actually so i have panic attacks and uh, a lot of people have them and they are not able to express it or to get uh help for that so when we go to doctors they usually give us some sedative or something to calm ourselves down but then they have severe side effects also sometimes depends on person so they took a toll on me actually and i shared this story in detail recently with a friend and i actually expressed i i was completely vulnerable i opened everything and i told even about my i even shared how my bowel movements worked that time i told everything to him because that story and the information and the pattern that he picked he could help another person with it 
who was struggling with his own panic attacks and did not know where to turn up for help so thankfully because we shared that story that person could be like added some value with i will not say rescued but then just because i share my story and thank like just now amita she shared that she lost her father and she could not even hold the hands so i i just felt a certain gratitude in my heart that thank god i was able to hold my father's hand and that's the magic of story so thank you to amita that she shared that on a social media platform that her feelings and your feelings and your real emotions become your story and also one thing i want to say about story is so when i remember my grandmother the only thing that comes to my mind is food and stories <laughs> i know that a lot of people say i love my grandmother and love is unsaid like being a grandchild you get all the pampering you can like she used to stroke my ha- ha- hair like this so I, i remember that feeling i i know that skin uh, the veins that were like on her hands it became uh, more prominent and thicker as she aged same is happening with my mother now so when i hold my mother's hand i can see like same patterns like nani so we and i still remember all those stories thankfully and i used to listen to them very curiously st- like when i got older also i s- still used to tell her nani please tell that story and she was like okay i have told you 1000 time already but she never complained she always was every time with same enthusiasm and same surprise element she narrated that story and mm-hmm. a lot of life lessons i have learned from them so that is the beauty of story we are emotional human beings that's what makes us human beings apart from all the animalia kingdom all the animals so the emotions make us human beings and the only way we understand anything being a scientist also i can say you that so we start learning from limbic system so if you if you say nice words to me i can still sense that you are holding a knife back because i i have that intelligence that survival instinct so we work on emotions and that is why stories come into back and that is why i'm so happy to share everything even my tears and everything i'm happy to share because i'm happy that somebody could relate to it and maybe i know i'm blabbering maybe but somebody will pick something out of it and that will help them to sail through this day at least so i have been into those shoes when i wanted just this day to pass away i True. i stopped thinking about future and i was like living on a daily basis so i remember those days they still come sometimes this now also <laughs> so stories help me sail through them so I just want to say that you are doing an amazing job bringing out the stories and it really feels a bit more healed every time you say your story you will feel more healed 1% a day maybe so thank you for creating this platform where we can share it thank you thank you no no i'm i'm you're absolutely right all the things that you said and 
you're absolutely right in a fact that you know we just saw an example you sharing your story and how amita just connected with you and i'm not i don't know even know whether she knows you i mean you are connected as a friend or something but the whole point is that just listening to you you know it got her into a certain stage of mind and you know now you can bond well right so there's a emotional bonding that just happened over last 45 50 minutes so awesome awesome thank you very much uh, for coming to my show and uh, let me just tell to my lovely audience now people who have been listening uh, live and you know sharing so many likes on all the platforms that i can see it here probably swati cannot see that uh, but <laughs> and uh, so what we're going to do the next steps is that uh, swati is going to either share us a link or she's going to share us the file in all the three platforms so be it linkedin facebook or youtube and uh, please go through it and connect with her uh, she is uh, she's I've also put her the link tree which has got all the information about her so connect with her understand what caregiving is and you know what is the basic difference of uh, you know caregiving that you have it in your mind and uh, you know what exactly the real life situations happen right so it's always nice to know it before getting into the situation right yeah. because caregiving is not something that you know you'll only do when someone comes uh, with a cancer or a broken leg right it's it's just it can happen every single day right so try and uh, do that connect with her and if you want to come on to my show and impact many people just like how swati did please ping me my details are there as well and uh, swati once again thank you very much uh god bless you with loads of uh, courage and you know impacting other people you have certainly taken care of your life and your uh, mother's life uh however it would be really nice that now you go and impact many other people and you know go global and uh, do say hello to your mom from my end and uh, yeah that's pretty much it so thank you very much once again for coming on to the show that's what i'm doing amit now i'm on a mission to help 10 million people wow who are suffering from breathing disorders for a long time and their caregivers their family members to understand what is happening with them and to help them redesign their lives in a way that they can improve their quality of life oh that's awesome great so there you go so she's already on a mission and all you need is to just click on her link and connect with her that's all right all right with that we come to a closure of yet another interesting and impactful episode number 38 and uh, look out for next week uh, with next guest and uh, till then enjoy the rest of your sunday wherever you are and stay safe specifically if you're in india okay stay home yes mask up All right thank you very much bye swati bye bye